0: on today's episode of locked on 76ers a thriller in south philadelphia with the sixers coming up with the one-point victory 116-115 evening up this best of seven series it's now a three-game series as the series shifts back to boston for game number five on tuesday an exciting one a lot to talk about we'll dive into it all right here locked on 76ers
1: you are locked on 76ers Your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's talk to you about Prize Pick. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Pick. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePix.com promo code Locked On. What's
0: good, D? Much different feeling from Saturday to this one, Keith. So that's what's good. Saturday morning, uh, as we recorded that podcast, much different. Uh, and a much different result of course for the 76ers welcome everybody you are locked on 76ers I'm Devon Gibbons from 97 5, The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host from the Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey we thank you for making locked on 76ers your first listen every day and remember locked on 76ers is free and available on all platforms including right here on YouTube at locked on 76ers well Keith A last second opportunity for one Marcus Smart in overtime after having an opportunity at the end of regulation to win the game for the Boston Celtics. Just two tenths of a second off of his fingertips, and it did not count as the ball went through the rim and the net. It was acknowledged as a three. The officials went back and looked at it. And they did not allow that one to count. We'll get to that to start things off. James Harden, another spectacular performance. His second 40-point game in the series. Why that's big. And are the Sixers going to have to win with their two superstars or super MVP and a star, all-star level player? James Harden was scoring close to 80 points in in every game uh, for them to win. But Keith, uh, let's just take the people through everything that they saw, everything that we witnessed live inside the arena as Marcus Smart for the regulation point, and then Marcus Smart at the end of overtime with an opportunity to take a shot. Man, well, uh, just a lot of a uh, range of emotions, I'm sure, for so many people as we heard in the building, the people around us as this thing finished up with the Sixers a one point win.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a it was a big win. I mean it was a. Uh... You know, yeah, the Marcus Smart shot was kind of crazy. I mean, because I'm like, whoa, that was a nice shot. Did you think it counted? Then, huh?
0: Did you think he got it off in town? Nah, I mean, you could tell, like, yeah, when you, I agree. you saw it. I Especially mean, from you know, where like, we sit, and you can yeah. see the other end of the floor. So you, yeah. can, you can look at the player in the shot simultaneously while you're looking at the other end of the floor to see if the uh, if the light goes off.
1: Yeah, but I'm thinking, I mean, that, like, yo, my man took too long to pass the ball to him. But, it, you know, for the Sixers, that was a good thing. I mean, but the thing is, like, I, I think the story was it was James. Like, James was just balling, right? And and he was doing a lot of things. I mean, he was aggressive. Um, to me, like I wrote in yesterday's paper, I mean, I said the Sixers need to man up. Like I said, they need to stop being scared. They need to go in the lane. They need to shoot the ball. They got to do all that. And they came out today and they showed me something, you know. And and the thing is, like, when we talk about the 76ers, you talk about a team that's been resilient all year. But for whatever reason, they just kind of look kind of like soft, man, like in game three. And then they came back and they were a different team. It was kind of sort of like, you know, they manned up. Like, it was one of those things where they probably heard the whispers or more so than whispers, saw the memes on social media, um, read what people were saying about him, saw what they were saying about him on TV, and they came back and they had a phenomenal game. I mean, you look at it from the gate. Another thing, Dito, you know, like Doc reduced his bench and he played his guys and, and, and stuff like that. So I felt like it was a lot of good moves that were being made, but, you know, also you got to talk about the intensity that Harden played with. You got to talk about Maxi how he came out. Joel Embiid, you can't tell that, you know, he has a a, a, a sprained knee, right? He's playing like, I mean, if you don't see the brace, you think he's just a regular guy. So I look at that and I say to myself that, you know, this was a, their best postseason performance with all of them together. But also it was like, they showed me some grit and they showed me something.
0: Yeah, coming out right away, Keith, and they only had, they held the Boston Celtics just 19 points in that first quarter. So their defense right out of the gate, you look at them, you're like, okay, these guys are ready to go. Hey, whatever conversation they had uh, on the off day, where they had the vil, fin, vil, film video session, pardon me, where they said Tyrese Maxey, like, you know, reading some of the quotes there, since I wasn't able to be there on Saturday uh, at the at the post practice availability. Uh, just seeing some of the things that were out there about Maxie talking about we had you know Roman conversation, they had to sit there and everybody had to be held accountable. So whatever was said, you could see the energy was different. Uh the fact that the aggression was different, not only offensively, but defensively. Where you saw Tyrese Maxie digging in and getting in there, where well, James Harden looked like he was ready to play however many minutes he could <laughs> as a as a defender, where he really locked in uh, on his assignment in that first quarter and you saw it block shots by both of them steals uh, just timely things that they did on the defensive end to help Embiid and tucker to hold the rest of the team uh pardon me the boston celtics to that 19 points you could see that right from the start uh, of where it went but keith as we talk about and we'll get to james harden in the next one uh, playoff basketball there are always runs teams are going to make these runs and while the Sixers were up by as much as 16, I think they had it to 15 in the fourth quarter or 14 in the fourth quarter. And uh, no, uh, was it? Four? No, it was 16 It was 16, actually, it was the 16 in the third quarter. Yeah, 16 in the third. And then Boston just started to chip away, chip away, chip away. They got it to nine uh, going into the fourth quarter. The Sixers, though, did let up. Now, this is playoff basketball. So this does happen. But it's something that we can't ignore as we talk about you know, the thrilling victory, how exciting things were in the building.
1: Yeah, they got to shore that up, man. Like, they, I mean, because it got to a point where, I mean, I know they were able to overcome it, but it got to a point where the ball stopped moving. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. They got, I mean, I know they were fatigued and this and that, and that's something Mm -hmm. maybe that Doc Rivers is going to have to, like his substitution patterns, even though you're going eight, you might switch it up a little bit. Like a guy like you know, Paul Reed didn't play bad. I mean, he, he had didn't what? Didn't have he, enough time to play bad. Yeah, yeah that's As I'm saying, he had he had three rebounds. He was one for two. He had two points, and he only played six minutes and sixteen seconds. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I get it with the MB thing, but it got to a point where Embiid was gassed. I mean, you know, James was gassed. Um, you know, DeAnthony played. DeAnthony Melton played twenty four minutes, fifty seven seconds. George Niang played 1855. Uh, so, yeah, they got to get it together. Now, here's again. It's not like you can say we're going to run them hard at practice. We're going to do this. Nah, they're playing in a couple of days. But um, uh, they're playing tomorrow, actually. But but it's yep. one of those things where
0: that's just something that they got to shore up. They got to shore up. Even if it's something like, look, Jalen McDaniels is not in the, in the rotation tonight. I mean, last night. So if that's the case. Maybe there is a moment for him to get back in there to your point of yeah. kind of, you know, preserving some of the, the minutes there because these guys are logging some real playoff minutes. And quite frankly, they're going to have to possibly do that. And we'll get into it again of how they need to approach things in the final segment in terms of their two stars. But maybe he is going to have to go back a little bit. This was a must win game for them yesterday. So that's yeah, why man. Doc Rivers went the direction he did. But those guys, you could see, as you pointed out, the fatigue may have played a part in it.
1: True, true. The only scary part is you played nine dudes (laughs) and you lost, right? So playing eight, they won. They they played eight twice and they won, right? Game one and game four. Yep, yep. So. You know what I mean? That's the scary part about it. That's well, the scary part. Extended minutes, I get. Well, Paul
0: mm-hmm. Reed started, so okay, that's. They fair. played, All yeah. Right.
1: They played, yeah, yeah. Extended. Paul Reed started, but they played eight. Now Jalen got it. The only thing is, this, so that's the only scary part if you're like
0: superstitious. <laughs> but it well, is. No, and I I understand that. And uh, just to just to your point though, being up even nine, Keith, in the fourth quarter, even nine. You got the ball and you come out and your first possession is awful. You know what I'm saying? And B was sitting down. And the way Harden was playing also with Embiid off the floor, how aggressive he was, you're looking at it saying, okay, he's going to look for his and he's going to start to cook maybe. And with it, you know, just two bad possessions right away to start. And what did they have? Uh, three personal fouls in, in the first couple of minutes? Yeah. The fatigue set and you could see it not only, not only physically, Keith, but you know sometimes when you don't have it physically because you're tired, then the mental, start kind of, mental part starts to come into play too because that's when you're trying to compensate, overcompensate for the lack of what you can do with your athleticism and your, you, you know, you, you, since you're tired now, now you're resorting to some things where you're mentally thinking about certain things a little too much and that can go in, and, you, and you're uh, away from you and get away from you and go in the favor of your opponent. So that's something that they have to address uh, coming up here with this next game on Tuesday, 7.30 start time. And that will, of course, be back in Boston for game number five. But big win for the Sixers. Big part of that was another big game from James Harden as he dropped the game-best 42 points and hit the second-biggest shot of the series, arguably. And he probably hit the, best, the top three shots so far. Keith, let's not forget about 107-105 Boston, and he hit that runner over two Celtics defenders to tie the game at the end of regulation uh, to force that overtime after Marcus Smart of course missed it with now what 1.7 seconds on the clock arguably the second biggest shot if not the biggest shot James Harden the game winner from Joel Embiid in the corner to give the Sixers the 116 115 lead it held will tell you how great his performance was following a dud in game number three James Harden was spectacular we'll break it all down right here next Locked On 76ers
1: Let's talk about prize picks, right? You know what I mean? So prize picks, I like prize picks a lot, even though I'm not quite a quote-unquote a gambling guy, but I, but I really do like prize picks. I like a lot about it, right? So here we go now. This is new. So you can get a million dollars daily super flex promotion, right? So every day on the NBA playoffs finals, one prize pick user will win a chance to become a millionaire, Right? One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six pick flex with the following payouts six correct picks equals 1 million, five correct picks equals 80,000, four correct picks equals 16,000. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com million. You must opt in at the link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, you'll have to do this to play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner, right? So, what you do is, right, this is what you got to do. You refer to prize picks at daily, daily fantasies, backslash placing entries, backslash player, player projections, not sports gamblings. Um, parlays and lines. So this is what how it goes. Right now, here's the deal. Tonight, I'm going to take Luca Donitz to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists, and Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three pointers made. Right. So how does it work? You pick. Two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than your prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, it's just you and the projections available. Prize picks offer projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NHL, MLB, NHL, PGA, and on and on and on and on. You don't even want me listing all those things. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and is currently operational in 30 states and Canada. How does it, How do you do it? You download the Prize Pick app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. Do it today, people. I'm telling you, definitely do it today.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Seventy Sixes your first listen every day and every day is tomorrow on the show. Make sure you tune in as we preview game number five as it shifts back to Boston for this game five, even up 2-2 in the best of seven. It's now a three-game series, two potentially in Boston, one definitely in game number six back here in Philadelphia. What will it be? We don't know as of yet, but game number five, that's what we'll have for you, for you every dayers and some newcomers right here on locked on 76ers Keith 42 points a game best for James Harden 10 16 for 23 six for nine and he had four steals which was a game high nine assists two rebounds so close to a triple double once again only one turnover in 47 minutes and 24 seconds which was also a game high this coming off of a very underwhelming performance on uh Friday in game number three where the Sixers lost by 12 points Man, he did it again. Uh, first time since Allen Iverson in his run, his days of uh, playing in the postseason. A 76 has dropped 40 points in the same series, and he's done so within four games. Uh, he was tremendous, and I was on him big time for, for his performance on on Friday, how, how poorly I thought he played. His decision-making wasn't there. Seemed as though he lost his confidence. He came right out, and he really... It told me and, and anybody else who felt like th- that he didn't have it, even though, again, the reason why I was on him, because it, it, I, I've seen him play a certain way. And that's not the James Harden way that I've seen. He came back and he bounced back. And man, did they need every bit of the 42 that he dropped, including that game winner, <laughs> Embiid, James Harden in concentration with Jalen Brown closing out on him, knocking that shot down from the corner.
1: Yeah, the thing is, though, both of the games that he played well and is like, dudes dissed him. Like, the first game that ESPN was clowning him before the game, saying this and that. And, you know, James said he doesn't listen to stuff, but I'm pretty sure he heard it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then this last game, it was kind of like – It was me after him. after the game. He was listening to me driving home. On- yeah, he probably was. I mean, he probably he was. Listening was. Listening he was listening to you.
1: He saw the memes where people were calling him uh, – Uh, Ben Simmons with a beard. I mean, you know, it was a lot of stuff that he was getting flat. So, you know, he bounces back. Now, the thing is, they're going to devise a game plan the next game and to to stop him. He got to come out and do this again. Like he, James Harden, he can show what he can do. He just has to do it. Now, one thing that they did say is that the spacing was a whole lot better. And I will agree that the spacing was better this game enabled him and Joel to operate together. Right. And, and, and because with the guys were way over in the corner, Joel was in the middle of the floor before you had like a bunch of people in the same spot. We all know James likes to stand in the left and then go right. You know what I mean? So like I uh, do the, uh, the back thing, um, right. The uh, You know, the step back, the right. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah, the spacing was good. He played well. It's just that I want to see if he can do it again come come in game five. You know what I mean? That's what I want to see. But the one thing that you want to talk about, too, is, like, let's keep it real, man. You know, we look at it. We keep talking about balance, balance, balance. And I know people are going to get upset with me because they think the ball needs to move. And I do think it needs to move as well. But I feel like James getting 23 shots, Joel getting twenty six shots the most. That's the best balance. That, that's the best thing they have. And then everybody else can be balanced because let's face it, you got two Hall of Famers on the team, two Hall of Famers on the team, two guys who going who proven that they're going to be Hall of Famers. They got to lead the team. They got to be the ones that get it. They scored seventy six of the team's one hundred and sixteen points tonight. That's how you got to do it. Because I feel like if both of those dudes are cooking, the Sixers
0: are tough to stop. Are you jumping into our final segment? We got to jump in there now? We might as well jump in there now. You already brought it up. So, (laughs) all right, they put up together 76 points in this one, and we know Embiid didn't play in game one, but he had 45, Harden did. Tyrese Maxey had, what, 26 in in the first game? So he he played well, and he had – so you're talking about the 45 and the 26 right there, which is the 71 that has been the formula in in their two wins and and that's something that we see that's something that we expect from the star players on the team and right now that does appear maybe for this series maybe for this series because this is what we've seen in their wins that this is how it's going to have to be in order for them to win two of these next three games keith because the other way I mean, look, I thought they had a chance in game number three. They led for a good point. They cut the lead to two late in the game when uh, we thought that it was really getting away from them. And we weren't sure if they had it in them to do it, but they did come back. But right now, again, scoring 76 points in this game, putting up the amount of shots that you talked about. They made 27 shots of their 49. And clearly, that's a pretty good percentage between the two guys. They, they definitely have to be the aggressor in terms of hunting down their shots. Now, the others, when they do get their opportunity to touch the basketball, they have to do something about it. But this seems to be the formula with the two stars.
1: Yeah, because, like, the other guys aren't consistent enough right now. They're not. Like, I mean, no offense. Like, I know James sometimes he misses shots. I get it. But you know what Joel's going to do. Both of them, Joel gets to the foul line. James isn't getting a lot of those foul calls. But the other guys just been a little bit too inconsistent. Like, yeah, when they hit a shot, that's great. But like right now, if you're going to go down, you got to go down with your your two best guys. You know what I mean? Like you do. You got to go down with that person firing up the shot. Like you you have to. And 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 I feel like I don't know, man. Is the reason why they regard it or are quote unquote known as the best tandem. Now again, what happens is when they start baking and start kicking it and killing it then that's opening up other things for other people. And then they're going to be able to eat too. But, like, I'm with Doc Rivers when he said, like, this ain't a democracy. We got to go here. And, and again, that's maybe hard for people to hear and stuff like that. But at the same time, I think that that ingredient worked early. Now, Tobias had 10 shots. Maxie had 17. Tucker had five. Uh, Melton had two. Niang had six. And Reed had to. Now I would like to see Melton get a little bit more, right? Yeah, he wasn't as yeah, into he it. He wasn't into it. Maybe Tobias can get 12, right? Um, but, but fifteen. But 15. But, but but then but then we're talking about how many shots you're gonna get, though, right? I mean, then are you gonna take I mean 15 will be good for them, but and they gotta get more possessions. But yeah, yeah. the thing is that's where they gotta get more possessions. But I just feel like especially on a night like the night when uh, Harden was cooking, you know, that that's what you got to do. And Joel, he's hard to guard. He has to get the shots.
0: Well, here's the question. Can James Harden do it again? We, we've seen him do it twice and we weren't like those ESPN people who said, are you kidding me? He can't do this. And then they tried to couch and say, he can't do it for a full, full series. Well, he basically won you two games. And and that's something that a lot of people didn't expect from him. So if you can get another explosive type of Embiid game where he gives you the high 30s close to 40 and you get the supporting cast if Harden gives you 30 or if Maxi finally breaks through and gets you some of those points, uh, I'm, I'm expecting at some point for MB to do that too, to, to do it. And to your point again of it may hurt some feelings, they just said they had that meeting. And when they looked in that meeting, people were saying some stuff. We saw P.J. Tucker Keith, in Joel Embiid's ear after he had that and one that offensive rebound, P.J. Tucker did great offensive rebound, great putback, making the free throw, stepping there up to the free throw line, knocking down that free throw is not easy to do, uh, but he did it. But abs- right afterwards, he jumped right at Joel Embiid and got in his ear about him looking fatigue, him getting his shot blocked by Al Horford, saying that was unacceptable. You were in the press conference. And he talked about how that was unacceptable for Embiid to play that way down the stretch, even tired. Yeah, but also, don't
1: you also think that meeting was probably saying, look, James, <laughs> you better not be passing up no shots. Same with Maxi <laughs> But, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
0: Uh, I mean, listen, man. Uh, look, fun game, uh, entertaining, exciting, and certainly a thriller. Once again, that's going to go down and – Philadelphia playoff history with that shot especially if they're able to advance in this series uh to go much further all right final segment on the other side we do need to talk about Keith some of the others and what they need to do to help the team out in trying to secure game number five now if the points aren't going to be there how do they approach things here going forward we'll do that final segment right here locked on 76ers
1: Yeah. Right now, what we're going to talk about is we talk about. Um, we're all good. Yeah. Talk about horizon. Right. So, look, what I want to talk to y'all about is real rap. Y'all need to follow my man D. On ninety FM whenever the brother is on there. I'm telling you,
0: you need six to 10
1: tonight. six to ten tonight. So that's the ad I'm giving you all for now. You need to make sure you follow him because if you don't, y'all really missing out. So that's the tip I'm giving y'all right now.
0: all right welcome back locked on 76ers that's Keith Pompey I'm Devon Givens and since he gave me a shout got to return the favor inquire.com he writes like 15 stories a day so make sure you go out there jump on inquire.com if you're out there and you want the paper get the paper and make sure you look up Keith Pompey inquire.com and inquire of course the Philadelphia inquire here locally uh, in town. So make sure you do that. Check out all the stories. He'll be in Boston for the game on Tuesday. So make sure you follow my man Keith at Pompey on Sixers on Twitter, because they're also uh, on his Twitter account once the stories are written and posted. All right, Keith, between the reserves, if you want to go with Maxi and Harden, specifically getting uh, 23 points combined, they combined to shoot nine for 27 in this game. Maxey, since game one, even though he had 26 points, he shot 24 times, but we didn't mind it because no one was out there, so he had to fire those things off. Uh, so between the two, um, Maxi again, started off defensively very, very well, and Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker, I thought, did a really good job on Jason Tatum early where he missed and he struggled. He was scoreless in the first half and largely due to their defense, Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker, but they also, as you mentioned, Those guys are going to give you close to 65 to 70 points between the two stars. You need one of them to come through in game five to help be that third player. Because when you're looking at the balance, as you mentioned, of the Sixers, we talk about it often, but the balance of Boston, where you had three players over 20, Malcolm Brogdon had 19, uh, and big shots from Al Horford, you, you need one of them to step up and find their way through it. Harris, five personal fouls in game three. He was in foul trouble. No rhythm in 20-plus minutes. Okay, in this one, three for 10, 45 minutes, seven rebounds. He did have seven boards, two offensive, one steal, and uh, had four personal fouls tonight but really didn't affect the game. One of those two, Keith are going to really have to step through and shine in one of these games, pardon me, game five, not jumping to game six yet, in game five to help those two stars out. I want to say
1: Harris. I mean, I do. I mean, I I think, like you said, Tobias got 10 shots. He got to get 15. He probably has to get 15. Now that might take some from other people. There was a point, like, Tobias is, like, such a smart, unselfish player. That sometimes, you know, people feel like he gets left out. But I also think there's times when he leaves himself out. Like last night, there were several opportunities where I felt like he could have went hard to the rim. Or he could have, when the ball swung to him, he could have fired up that shot. But what he did is he passed up what he felt like was a good for great shot. But the other person didn't shoot it. So then they moved on somewhere else. I mean, I just think that when in the Brooklyn series and Tobias says he always plays aggressive, but I felt like in the Brooklyn series, there was times where he put the ball on the floor and just went hard to the rim. Yep. Right. You know what I mean? He just did that. He made his mind up. And I don't know if it's now he's not making up his mind. He's not doing this and that. But I don't see that all the time, especially not in in game four. You know, I felt like there was a three that he passed up late in the game. Late in the game. Mm -hmm. So I gotta see that because in order, like you know, we all everybody talks about for them to be successful, he has to be successful, but and you know, you can't complain about only getting 10 shots when there was opportunities and you didn't take it, you know.
0: I I think that I think that I we've seen him score against Boston, therefore I, I know he can do that against Boston, and we're talking what 15 points, 17. 19, whatever it might be, if he can stay out of foul trouble and stay engaged in the game and be aggressive, to your point, he does whatever the team needs. We know that. So either he or Maxie are gonna have to break through in game five to help out the other two to get the shots. Now I know people, you know, you might hear, well, they need to get they need the ball to do so. Well, what did Doc Rivers say after game three, Keith, about Tyrese Maxi in, in particular? And he also said it about Tobias Harris. Go get it. Mm-hmm go get it when you go get the ball and it comes to you and you feel like you have an advantage do something with it don't even wait for the others you know what we can have that conversation later of what we didn't get in terms of a good shot I saw some bad possessions from Embiid and Harden with the basketball hey if we if again if we have to have the conversation at the end we'll have the conversation at the end but as long as we know that you had a a specific thing in mind which we all know you do which is trying to score then go do it. You're looking for the positive play, then go get the basketball and do that and have that hard conversation with your brother, your teammate, after the fact, after you win that game and and go up 3-2 or just simply have a better possession. You talk about it in that timeout. One of those two are going to have to, again, I'm going to use the same word, break through in game five to help the Sixers win this game. I agree. I agree big time. All right, man, well, we got to thank everybody for hanging out with us this morning or or this afternoon, whatever time it is of the day that you're listening or watching us. We really appreciate the support as always. We knew this was going to be a tough series. And right now it's the best of three after the Sixers took game four at home with a thrilling one point victory and a big, big, big shot from James Harden in a big game where he really showed up and uh, showed his who he is as a guy who can score and uplift his team uh, when need be. Uh, For our next episode, again, as I told you a little bit earlier, we thank you again, number one, for making us your first listen here on Locked On 76ers every day, and every day is tomorrow on the show. We preview game number five, and maybe we'll have some things that we've figured out about how to get the other two guys going, maybe get them going early to set the tone uh, for the stars as well. The attention is going to go to those two. You got to beat your man off the dribble. Maybe that's something we'll talk about in our next episode. Keith, you told the people, a uh, good people, about where they can find us already. Myself, 6 to 10 tonight, 97.5 The Fanatic, uh, at G 975 on Twitter. They can find you at Pompeii on Sixers on Twitter, on social media there. And, of course, TheEnquire.com. You can read that. Make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. Subscribe to us as we have Locked On 76ers with you. Hopefully they can keep this thing going and we can keep this going for you five days a week and make sure that we bring you the best content, the best conversation possible here on Locked On 76ers. Keith, thanks as always, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks to all of you folks out there for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Locked On 76ers. Peace.